0: Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast
1: is Wrestling Daft and is scheduled for one- oh. yeah. We're
0: coming now. Welcome once again to Wrestling Daft, the marks. While Rob and Gredo are the raw of the Wrestling Daft podcast, we are the main event. It sounds to me. But anyway, let's crack on. Hailing from Larbert, weighing 180 pounds now. I'm John, not only the producer of Wrestling Da, the host of this show, as we know. And with me, a man who's bigger than the G1 card itself, it's Big Alex.
2: Well, I mean, I'm, I'm still kind of angry with New Japan, so you should probably not mention the G1
0: yet, as, as they will be angry later on. Oh, we'll find out a bit more about that in Turning Japanese. But f- we now, I've always wanted to say this, I've always wanted to say this. Now we normally introduce this man as Sports Gary Cassidy, but we can't do this this week. The wrestling wor- journalism world has went into complete shock when Gary last week said he was leaving Sports in a statement on Twitter. So now let's welcome the hottest free agent in wrestling journalism—maybe not anymore. But I wanted to
1: say that anyway. It's Gary Cassidy. If you'd have said that between Thursday uh, evening and Friday afternoon, you'd have been correct. But I sadly wasn't uh, <laughs> there for very long. But aye, um, very I enjoyable. It, yeah. And just I, that's the annoying thing is that it's annoying when a, a journalist, know uh, that it made the news, but when a journalist is the news, uh, as was the case last week between myself and another name that um, obviously has been outed as being fraudulent. Um, so hopefully I can just get back to writing the news and, and writing it for Inside the Ropes, which I cannot wait to do, so absolutely brilliant.
0: Right, so I just want to, like, for all the listeners that don't know what's happening, Gary, I just want to kind of do a shoot interview here with you. I feel like it should be one of those old kind of early, late 90s uh, kind of wrestling interviews with Honky Tonk Man. I'm going to get a cigarette right now. I did warn you he was coming for your exclusives, Gary. This is number one. <laughs> number
1: one. Yeah, so what the fuck happened? <laughs> So yeah, um, long time coming. That's what I'll say. For about the past eight months, um, myself and one other person who I don't mind naming because they've now named themselves, uh, called Tom Collihue, had been reporting for Sports Guida. Both of these had been breaking exclusives. Let's just say there was a little bit of disagreement over what the definition of an exclusive was and there was a big difference in terms of the track record of them landing. Uh, I brought this to to the higher-ups and they did investigate. The investigation took a very, very long time to the point where it seemed like it was almost not happening. And I decided last week, or I decided a wee bit before last week that I was definitely going to be leaving last week. Um, finally got around to it. It was just like the kind of thing where you're like, you know, obviously there's good things about being a journalist there, and I thank them for you know the fact that I got to write about wrestling because I've never done that before. Done it for three years there, interviewed a load of people, but it's always that thing where it's like, well, if I leave, I might not end up anywhere else, and then you know the access isn't going to be there for talking to wrestlers and stuff. But in all honesty, that kind of diminished anyway as the reputation of the website diminished because a lot of people had cottoned on to the fact of what this guy was doing. So I just decided, you know, if I don't go anywhere else, I don't care. I'd rather keep some form of integrity. You know, I blow all that integrity on the show every week anyway. But the wee bit I keep intact in between, I'd rather keep that. So I was like, right, I'm going to leave. Um, Put a statement online. Ridiculous response to it, which I didn't expect, which was brilliant. Yeah, it was Um, incredible. Yeah, completely unexpected, but I had a fair few people reaching out. But as soon as I knew Inside the Ropes were, uh, were interested, even before I knew the idea, I was like, well, I think I know where I'm at, <laughs> where I'm going to be ending up. I think I know where I'm planning on going next. Um, met with Kenny on Friday, socially distancing in a, a wee pub. Um And was sold on a few drinks, essentially. (laughs) No, um, it it gave me this full idea for what they're doing. So for people that know Inside the Ropes, they'll know them for all their events. You know, they brought The Undertaker here. Uh, Although there was a wee bit of controversy around that. But they they helped people meet The Undertaker. Had the events with Bret Hart, Chris Jericho, everybody, absolutely everybody in wrestling. They recently launched a magazine, which is brilliant. It's like a retro magazine, looks like Power Slam. And then he said to me, the new plan is that we're launching a website. Uh, we've got it all good to go It's ready to go out on, on Monday or Tuesday next week But we want you to be the lead writer But We are going to ask you in a few, a few weeks down the line But obviously everything's fell into place Might as well get you in now And I was like, when do I start? So <laughs> so I started yesterday and the website is now live and people can go and read some nice news there that is definitely not clickbaity whatsoever and the quality is key and everything's in a nice digestible 200 words as well so nice scroll on for ages to find the point of what you actually want to find it.
0: Oh that's, that's right. so and what just give out that website detail so we can all go and check out your fabulous journalism.
1: Yep, yeah, so it is just itrwrestling.com. So inside the ropes, initials, oh. ITR. Everybody loves a wee, an acronym on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Nail iteration, but it's itrwrestling.com. Yeah, well, listen, from our point of view, though, are we still going to get some good interviews on this show and steal all your interviews? I, yeah? uh, definitely. News. The, the, the even better news is the interviews. For most of the part, might now be exclusive to this podcast with me only writing up a little bit for Inside the Ropes because I'm going to be hosting them on my channel. The odd one will go on their channel, but obviously, Kenny is interviewing top names every week. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll probably be having more interviews on here, if anything. <laughs> so oh, there you the go. News- eh? Do you
2: know what the best news is? We're now no longer going to have to click through 17 different clickbait links about cricket before we get to <laughs> Gary's content, which is what a lovely,
0: shit you thing. Why are you, you going online where you're getting
2: cricket pop-ups? It's an Indian uh, sports yeah. website, John. It's mainly well, cricket.
0: That's true, so, that is. I
2: think John's just outed himself that he doesn't actually read <laughs> do your news stories here, Gary. I
0: read everything <laughs> Gary writes. <laughs> I read everything he writes, absolutely. So, Matt, mate, that's great news. really excited for you and what a brilliant opportunity. Um, Kenny was meant to be coming on uh, this week to be your mark and we're going to promote the hell out of it, but he's going to come on next week because he can't make it. So, uh, we've, got, we've got a guest mark on uh, Buddy I Put Over this week, so we'll be, be doing it between the Smackdown between us. Um, before we get into the whole show, what's coming up? I think we've got to address initially the elephant in the room. Uh, If you haven't seen Raw from last night, oh, where do you start? Where do you start? Gentlemen, would anyone like to start on Retribution and the big reveal?
2: I'll say one small thing. WWE checked the copyright claims on those masks. (laughs)
0: Well, this is a lot of similarities there. Now, if you don't know what has happened, I'm sure you have seen Retribution were revealed last (laughs) night on Raw, um, looking like a mixture of Bane, a mixture of Slipknot, Mad Max, and the the new names of former superstars Dominic Dijakovic, um, Dio Madden, and Shane Thorne are now T Bar, Mace. And slapjack. I kind of like
2: the names. Shut up!
0: Apart from slapjack.
2: (laughs) I know I'm gonna dig it. Then
0: a bit, Alex. I like,
2: I like T. Was it T Bone for for Madden? T Bar.
0: T T (laughs) (laughs) Bar. I don't
2: think it's it's ridiculous enough for what they've done. It suits what they've done because it's over the top and stupid. I don't agree with what they've done, but (laughs) slapjack just, just makes me giggle personally.
1: I, I, I like Mace and that's I about like as positive as I can be I like Mace but my most annoying thing about this apart from the fact that it's terrible all round but my most the, the, the thing that's really irking me about this is that we mentioned that a couple of weeks ago in this podcast they attacked Keith Lee we know that Keith Lee and Mia Yim are in a relationship because that's canon for NXT they've already told us that story they've even and, got a name they've got a name they're called Yimitless which is more than five teams on the raw roster and, I don't think anyone on the planet who knows who Mia Yim is is going to look at the woman with the blue hair and not know it's Mia Yim. So I think they've completely dug themselves into a hole there. Because also Keith Lee is canon for NXT because they've mentioned he's a former NXT champion. So it's just it's horrendous, and I think they have properly dug themselves into a is, hole. And it's, it, oh, the mask not even fit.
2: Like I was watching, I was watching the comments back, and it looked like like uh, Mia Yim kept having to like move it around her face. The face paint they have on everyone looks terrible apart from Dio Madden because I think Dio Madden looks like a predator now and I love it.
1: <laughs> I like I like the way Dio Madden looks and I equally love and hate Dijakovic's look um, I think it's a complete rip off of A I quite like the red paint under the mask and I like that he's gone all in shaved his head and cuts a good promo I mean, but. The, the,
2: the retribution voice he's put on I find is quite like stereotypical I'm a bad guy in a children's television show like he should be playing the bad guy in the Power Rangers just I'm not <laughs>
0: Oh man! I really hope there is a power Rangers maybe' like I was saying Tazawa's ninja army could like be the the power Rangers to retribution um they, hundreds of people pull, i i I think they've fucked themselves here, haven't they they've just they've 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 went oh let's do this and then they're fucking down the road now and like they have no idea where the fuck
1: they're going That's the worry that I had.
0: Yeah, from the start have. where I was yep. like
1: it's just you know typical and, and I think WWE does a, a lot good but we've got used to this now where the, the odd controversial thing like the big thing they, they bring out they normally start it without knowing where they're going to end it and I think they've definitely got to that point and I think it's, a, it's unfolding in front of our eyes now where I really don't know where they're going next I actually kind of hope they just bring out John Cena and bury them all like he did with Nexus and then start <laughs> afresh with every single one of them Poor guys, I mean, really, like I, I feel
0: for Dijakovic, you know, he was, you know, a really, he's great in the ring. I mean, the one thing this probably adds to him is that little gimmicky bit that he needs for the but because he was just kind of straight up big guy, you know. He had
2: his flag, John. He had his flag.
0: And his eye point, pointing to his eyes. Um,
1: But, you know, it's, at the Mia Yim one is, they've not named the girls yet, though, have they? No, they've not named them yet, but I think that's probably a bad thing because Slapjack. <laughs> so, <laughs> how, how much worse can yeah, it get? I cannot laugh every time someone says Slapjack. Oh, it's it's got know. to be a rib. It's got to be a... like Jeff Jarrett is writing backstage, is it? It's got to be like off the slapnuts thing or something like that. Oh. It definitely has to be a rib. But I think I it, know, the, the best thing a bit is to so like... Slipknot
2: to me, which is maybe like the NXT connection, you know, because the masks are almost a
1: bit Slipknot-y. Slapjack would definitely fit into Slipknot. They've, they've no you, music yet maybe they'll, uh, maybe they'll pay for some slip not, so, nah it's not going to happen I mean, yeah, <laughs> no, Do you
2: already do the theme for NXT so I mean Corey Taylor nah Corey has too much taste for that doesn't
0: he yeah he, he, and
1: he's a wrestling fan so he's probably seen this and going fuck it, I'm not put my music to that <laughs> um, I think there's, there's two positives though one is I think that um, Slapjack who's Shane Thorne I think looks brilliant in the ring even though he's wearing a mask he was selling really well last night and the only other positive is that if they've all got this name, all these daft names, then it means that they can scrap it and just give them their old names back when it fails. So. Well, that, that, that's true. I mean, the thing is,
0: though, the performers they've got in there, the five performers they've got in there, as Richard, are all brilliant in the ring. I mean, Mia me, M always been a big fan of her. Mercedes Martinez has been really good in it. I mean, I've, I've, I've no idea why they've rushed her up to the main roster because it was things building for her down there. Jacobic, as I've said, a big fan of, apart from he's just like Wrestler 2.0. Um, Dio Madden, I have to admit, I've not seen much of Dio Madden.
1: Um, you guys might have a better picture on what he's like in the ring. Not, not really. seen much of him in the ring, no, I don't think he's actually been in the ring much because he transitioned into a commentator as soon as he signed for WWE, pretty much, and then went to to pursue his in-ring career a bit more. But he's always looked like he's got potential and he obviously he's got the look. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he's... I I would be more uh, surprised if it turned out to be bad rather than surprised if it turned out to be really, really good. Uh, yeah, and then Shane Thorne as well. I mean,
0: apparently backstage, I saw a report from WrestleVotes today that apparently there was a lot of laughter backstage and one source believes their masks and names will make it impossible for the stable to get over.
2: I, th- I think it's already impossible for them to get over with the way they've booked them from now on. They've been too ridiculous. There's not been any sense with it. The fact, the reasoning they've come out with is that it's what is that the stars are all wrestling for money, which I thought was a little bit of a really piss poor reasoning for the whole
1: thing. And like the name Retribution works for maybe Dio Madden. That's that's about it. Yeah. Uh, annoyingly, I think the name would have worked for like yeah. Dijakovic, being Dijakovic because he's. No, really, had a fair chance, and they could like break the fourth wall, blame creative. Same with me, I am probably, but yeah. it just doesn't work actually having that wind of daft character names. And I still, I'm, I'm gonna get time. I was very angry when I watched Raw this morning about it, but I think I'm gonna get time and hope that they. They pull it out of the bag, but I think there's about a 2% chance of that happening. <laughs> jump jump onto Gary's uh, Twitter at Gary and just look at the thread that Gary's put up
0: on this. It's <laughs> rather amusing. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm pretty sure we'll be talking about them and the and putovers a bit later on in the show. Uh, once again, we're getting on the wrestling daft draft as well, however, we're heading back to Fantasy Booking Island. Last week, we were tasked with booking an ICW wrestler into NXT UK. We will have the results. Uh, To find out who had the best booking for that And we've got another booking in from a listener G1, Alex has already hinted uh, He's quite angry with New Japan Um, We're going to get into that on turning Japanese And we've got another amazing message about turning Japanese I'm going to read that out from one of our listeners uh, as well later on Uh, But first, let's cut a promo If we have not done one already, that is (laughs) I have... A lot of things I want to get off my chest. So this week, give me the mic because I want to talk to you two about jazz music. Now, what the fuck is jazz music? It's all become very hipstery. We've got people like Kamazi Washington coming up. You know, you've got uh, lots of people thinking, it's cool, it's hip. It is the worst thing in the entire world for me, jazz music. I'm a music lover, I like all sorts of music, you know, I'll put on a pop and say, that's a good song, you know, maybe a country and western number, yep, classical music, metal music, I've got it all in my collection, but the one thing I don't have is jazz music, because it is the musical equivalent of having a fucking wank, it really is, it's like people who can play jazz just are really, really good, you know guitarist. Listen, I'm not taking back in the musicians because the musicians are fantastic what they do, but they are just fucking taking the piss. It's not tuneful. It doesn't have hook. It doesn't have any chorus. It's just, look what I can do with this instrument. And it is just wank. Absolute wank. So, Kamazi Washington, get yourself in the bin. Any fucking jazz music comes up. How can people like this? And I know I'll probably get a lot of flack for
1: it because there will be a lot of people have a love of jazz I don't, I, I don't think many wrestling daft listeners are going to be huge there jazz be, fans. I don't want a stereotype, but I don't think it's going to be a huge crossover there.
0: There <laughs> might be
1: some of our listeners out there who do enjoy a little bit of jazz of an evening.
0: You know, like come and put on their Miles Davis album and sit back and watch Raw. Like you say, the crossover between wrestling fans and jazz, probably not good. So I'm probably in a good
1: market. But does anyone have anything good to say about jazz at, at, at this point? I don't think jazz fans are going to be watching Raw anyway. I think they would have more refined taste than uh, under wrestling. <laughs> but at the same time, they what like would, improv, so you never know. <laughs> what what
0: What, what would jazz? What wrestling brand would jazz NXT, wouldn't it be NXT? No. NWA, it's more of the timeline. NWA, ah, yeah, it's, NWA. Ah, NWA is perfect. NWA, <laughs> perfect for jazz fans. Um, yeah, jazz is just fucking shite. Apart so from the jazz flute,
2: which has got to be one of the best instruments of all time, but oh, sorry? the jazz flute is a fantastic instrument. Oh, shut up, great. Alex! Shut
0: up! But it's the, the ultimate. Jazz.
2: I said it's the wank instrument, isn't it? I just love it when someone just has the full wank down on their jazz flute. You know, it's it's a, it's a fantastic moment.
0: You've been watching too much Anchor Man. That's the only reason that you like the jazz flute. Jesus. So anyway, if you're the jazz musician out there, I apologise. But no, I don't really, because you're just having a fucking musical wank. So fuck. off. <laughs> So every week uh, we go through the big shows of the week It seems ages, it, like since we've had a pay-per-view uh, It's only been about Oh,
1: there's one just round the corner, it's alright It's only because we had two in quick succession But Clash of Champions is this week, so Oh god, it's a Sunday, is it?
0: We'll talk you about... mean cock, it's called cock <laughs> We'll talk, we'll talk about cock later on in the show um, when we get to the end, we'll do our predictions. But first of all, let's separate the good and the bad from the week in wrestling as we do our buddy and put-overs as normal. And let's kick off with Mr. Alex and AEW.
2: Before we get to the wrestling, right, John, if I said to you, Rochambeau, what comes to your head?
0: Oh, Cartman kicking people in the balls.
2: Gary, if I said to you, Rochambeau, what comes to your head? I would say the same thing. Exactly. So why, is, like, so why is Ricky Starks' finisher not him kicking someone in the balls? <laughs> I, I did have a look, and apparently Roe Shambo is common in America for rock, paper, scissors. Oh,
0: the connection, oh, apparently, which is oh, uh, according to current rules, I kick you in the nuts as hard as you can, <laughs> and then you kick me in the nuts as hard as I can. That's how it works. So like,
2: if, if, if I really wish that Ricky Starks' finisher had in some way him kicking someone in the balls, but that's just a minor point. So on to the wrestling. So this week we had Tony Khan showing off that he does not indeed have as good taste in shorts as Kenny Omega. And then we ha- even had Jake the Snake serenading everyone with a little bit of Pink Floyd in his promo, which I was a big fan of. What, what Pink Floyd song? He was doing Dark Side of the Moon. Oh really, that's, you know, like
0: during that's the, the, out there.
2: It was, yeah, it was like kind of quite quite dark, quite severe. I enjoyed
0: Ooh, it. I was, that, that, that is, I mean, you know, obviously Dark Side of the Moon is one of the most, the biggest albums of all time. But, I mean, you know, you think it would, if you're doing Pink Floyd, it'd be, you know, one of the big hit, one of the big ones, Money or not Brick in the Wall or something like that. Wish you were here.
2: I may
1: have got the I prefer it if, uh, if Jake the Snake had just uh, brought out a saxophone and started playing some jazz music. Oh, oh Jake's quailing. No, Jake the Snake is not a jazz fan.
0: wonder what wrestlers are jazz fans.
2: That can be your that can be your you
0: list of wrestlers he, and their favorite type of music. Do you know what? I bet you fucking CM Punk's a jazz fan. <laughs> I, I, you know, he's that kind of guy that would just do oh. it just to be a wanker. You know, I know he's I know he's into his punk and stuff. CM Punk, obviously, but I bet you fucking secretly likes jazz as well, just to piss people off. Anyway, if you want to let us know what wrestlers are jazz fans, do that on our Twitter or Facebook. Anyway, Alex, continue.
2: All right, before I get to the actual buries and putovers, just one more, one more observation from the week. And yeah. that Miro has gotten so jacked that he is literally overshadowing Kip Sabian and Kip Sadie's own storyline, which is a little bit harsh. But the man is looking good. The actual putovers, because I was just struggling to decide what to put over this week, because there was lots. So I've just kind of cheated and fitted in as much as I can. So <laughs> technical putover one. Death Pentagon beatdown, sponsored by the narration with Eddie Kingston, <laughs> because I love that shtick. Uh, and we had, like, Felix, uh, Phoenix and the Butcher hugging after he was given them the lecture that they should be family after the beatdown. It was great little bits of character development. There was a good little bit when Eddie even told Blade to go and get your damn wife. So I'm hoping this means we get a little bit of a alley-heel turn in the next couple of weeks. Because I'm sure she's married to Blade, even though she's kind of dating QT Marshall in some storyline. I've been getting confused with that. <laughs> I think a will Yes, and one other thing, but Gary, am I correct in thinking that Eddie Kingston used to manage Santis back in Impact?
1: Yeah, they were in a faction, um, yeah, LAX. LAX, yeah. So I'm surprised that
2: he's been going on about his family, but yet there's been absolutely no mention of the two people on the roster that he would probably be the most closely associated with, but I guess storylines and
1: affiliations
2: that <laughs> they've already
1: taken. they probably took the calculated risk that, ah, uh, probably nobody watched Impact back then, so... Uh...
2: I watched it only for the Lex versus
1: Lex match. That was great. Aye, uh, yeah, I think that's Lex was the one thing that was even when I wasn't watching a lot of Impact at all, and I still remember seeing a lot of Lex stuff on social media. So uh, they probably should acknowledge that a wee bit because I think was it you no? Know, one of them was called Homicide. I remember Homicide that. and Hernandez. Yeah, yeah I, 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 that was it. Yeah, they had like a,
2: a great street fight, but there was one board that came up in the middle of the ring during yep. the street fight and it just, the whole entire match was the ref trying to slot it back down before someone broke their back. <laughs> <Eerie>. <laughs> right, so, burry number one. Excalibur's mic broke halfway through the show and nobody bothered to fix it. It was as if this is like his punishment for whatever he did that they're not mentioning and hopefully he's now served it and they don't have any more sound problems moving forward. And my second Barry is also on the line of sound. Why have they changed Private Party's music? And why does it now just go shots, 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 shots,
1: shots, shots, like, I, I didn't even hear the music this week. I think I was forwarding through, so I've not heard the new song. <laughs> it,
2: it, yeah, it's just, it's, it's like, it sounds like it's Pitbull just saying shots repetitively. Uh. When I quite liked the other one, when it was like, this is a private party, such and so on. So I was disappointed at that. And now, on to my final put over, and that is all of the beautiful backstage slash hardcore matches that Daly's Place has given us over this pandemic period of wrestling. It's been truly phenomenal, back from like the stadium stampede, even that initial kind of backstage brawl we had between, um, I think, was it the Sex Gods versus Hangman and Omega, and all the way on to this beautiful, beautiful street fight that we had in the main event that I believe Big Dave has given a five star match. I mean, nothing was safe. Car bonnets were taken out. There was power bombs through windshields. And to end the match, there was that huge crunchy through the bit of ply board on top of the truck. It was beautiful. I really think that's how WWE should do Raw Underground. That would make total sense to me. Just make it like a hardcore, crazy division out the back. But it hit all the boxes. I mean, we even got like Orange Cassidy coming out of a boot. And then we got Sue in her new van flipping the bird to close <laughs> show so that was obviously also match of the night another just completely on the money street fight from a w no complaints on that front
0: yeah and obviously that's match of the night that's obviously
2: match of the yeah. night yeah i kind of feel bad because hangman versus kazarian was really good and it has it's continuing that kind of storytelling with omega and hangman because omega was on commentary the entire time so yeah I kind of had that written down, and then I had to just score
0: it out. I've not seen Dynamite this week. How is the MGF Jericho thing progressing? Because I think that's going to be really interesting.
2: Not really with much. It seems MGF's kind of more going back towards Moxley's. There was much more references to Dictator John, and with Jericho and Hager going into the tag division, it seems less relevant. There was a bit of a spot when Jericho and Hager seemed like they injured Matt Hardy backstage, which seems really stupid considering that Matt Hardy... Said he was injured last week, so there was no point writing him off in an injury angle this week. But oh.
0: yeah, right. Um, I'll move on to NXT then. Um, again, it's just kind of it's kind of just pod all at the moment. I feel like haven't said anything
2: positive about NXT for a good number of weeks
1: now. I, mean, I feel like it's really stagnant, it just I feels did, like yeah. But they announced a new takeover, so hopefully they'll start gearing towards that. But I can tell you, and I think it's we'll be getting to it in the news. But obviously, a lot of things were changed last week because there's been positive COVID tests uh, among the NXT team, so maybe that's why. Yeah, a
2: story I read on InsideTheRopes.com this
0: very afternoon. <laughs> 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 um No, it just it just feels a bit ploddy at the moment. But let's let's start off with, with the putovers. Um Black, Blackheart, that match with EO, is was, was a star-making match for her. There was a couple of Bits that were a little bit loose, but I mean, some of the submission stuff she did, you know, she looked like she belonged in that ring with Eel, which, you know, Eel being one of the best out there is a hard thing to deliver. And she was great, she was absolutely great. Total star making performance. And uh, Stu Bennett on commentary put her across like a million bucks. So, absolutely first put over, shot super Blackheart. Now, let's move over to um, some buddies. Right, Jake Atlas, I, I know I've, I, I keep, sl- I feel bad. I feel really, really bad. Especially when earlier on I was talking about Dijakovic and what have you. He's just fucking shite. It, I mean, he <laughs> might just be, he's just coming over you this. He's got the best music on the roster. Uh, right? And a league. great finisher. It's, it's that, He's great. got, his finisher's unbelievable. He's probably one of the best in the business. But just this white meat baby face thing that he's got going on, it just doesn't work in this day and I age. how
2: to use the term white meat baby face in 2020 without sounding a little bit racist.
1: Oh. Ah, yeah. I think it's fine either. Yeah. The, 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 the opposing side would be, I guess, red meat. Yeah. So I get, you, I, I think... I think that you're. that just cooked, mean you're
2: an undercooked baby face? Will a white <laughs> meat be an overcooked
1: baby face? <laughs> well, maybe.
0: But no, he's... Yes, he he's that kind of... I think Angles just there's no character. There's to just nothing player. there, and they've just like given a, him a, like a mic and just say, <laughs> "Yeah, on you go, kid." He needs something. He needs something there. I mean, if the, he, he is good again, a good in the ring, but do something with him. Because... Put him in a mask and put him up to the main roster. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to do it. Um, also, going to have to body um, the fact that we're, we seem to have a feud over a television. On uh, NXT. After last week at the Gorganos, when uh, Tegan Knox went round for dinner and then uh, we had the poison pixie throw uh, something at her and she ducked and it hit the television, we now seem to be uh, in a fight over a television on a fucking wrestling show. So that's where we have it. Um, though I have to say, the TV that Gargano's getting into the place sounds fucking badass. Honey inch. Plasma, sounds pretty body good to me Doesn't it matter, because they're all going to be watching it side on anyway, so who cares <laughs> 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 Yep, um, and finally put over I just, again, I'm, I'm putting over wrestlers this week, but Kushida's return you know, I put this over last week, I'm putting it over again, just the aggression that he's showing, um, you know, came down and pretty much battered Austin Theory as well um, I just think he's hopefully going to get the push he deserves. So I did put him over last week. I'm putting him over again this week. And can I just obviously give uh, Breezango mention of the week? The fashion police are back, which is excellent news. Um, but it was weird because they came out to the kind of fashion police theme and then went back with the kind of amalgamation of the Breezango theme thing. So I don't know quite what's going on there. But let's just hope it means we're going to get some fashion police skits backstage and that would all be a good thing. And, of course, match of the night has to be Shotzi versus EO, which was a very, very good opener. Gary, we've not got a mark. You've seen SmackDown. In fact, did I see
1: SmackDown this week?
0: I think it's I might totally see there, didn't it? Gary! You. You're, you're,
1: <laughs> oh. you're going to have seen the first thing that I put over, I hope. Uh, that package where Roman reigns, the, the Paul Heyman, um, and the history of the Anoay family, package was absolutely brilliant that's I keep saying it WWE's production levels you know whatever the content's like whatever the the actual writing's like man they know how to do production and it's just like making these short films that one was absolutely brilliant and the promo that uh, that Roman Reigns cut as well because they done the thing where Paul Heyman didn't even need to say a word they just walked out put the mic up and then Reigns asked him for the mic Heyman hands him the mic and just his facial expressions tell the full story is just brilliant at, you know, at putting people over I think, even though he's obviously coupled with them rather than actually being against them, uh, but I just think them as a partnership, probably the most watchable thing in WWE for me right now yeah. is Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman which is something you never thought you'd ever say <laughs> <I think laughs> I, they are
2: purposely making everything else really really bad so that all we talk about is Roman, <laughs> so this is their secret plan to <laughs> get Roman over, just make everything else worse
1: uh, I'm struggling to think of something bad that happened because everything was quite good. I've seen a lot of reports that Vince McMahon didn't like Cesaro v Grand Metal but I thought it was okay. And I don't have a mark for Grand Metal but there was nothing particularly bad. I guess the main thing would be seeing um, Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin in the same ring again <laughs> because I've said for so long that I don't need to see them in the same ring again. But it wasn't it particularly bad? They work well together the same way Reigns and Sheamus. They by all means it was an alright match it's, it's really hard to pick apart Smackdown now because it's a two hour show that's enjoyable from start to finish so annoyingly I don't think I can even I don't oh, I can
0: hell. What do you make about the progression of the Sasha
1: and Bailey stuff? Oh I mean I can I, I wouldn't throw any flags on what they specifically done last week, I, I kind of feel like it's been a little bit I don't want to say disappointing, a wee bit anticlimactic, but I think that might be because I wanted the big moment with the crowd. Um, but I think it was okay last week. I kind of, even though they'd announced Sasha Banks being there, I'm glad they'd done it the right way and had her backstage with you know the neck brace on, and, and then the Bailey attack was good. Sasha Banks promo was incredible. Uh, she was absolutely brilliant. But I, I guess I'm, I'm not particularly feeling what they're doing with the story. But everything they're doing, they're knocking at the park, so I can't really, can't complain about it. Yeah, there you go, bloody hell. That's a first.
0: No worries yeah. at all. We're just podding on then. What? Uh,
1: was there a match of the night for you, Gary? I, uh, I had uh, one final put over was just the pace in a smackdown, because I think that's the thing that's making it really enjoyable. None of it's Even when they put on the long matches, none of it's too bad. Um, so I really enjoyed it. But um, <laughs> match of the How? night... Yeah, sorry, mate, go on, you know. Oh, no, no. Um, There wasn't even, that's the weird thing, there wasn't any brilliant matches on the card. (laughs) I've I've even got the results here, and I'm looking through, and I'm going, there was nothing that blew me away. Like, I liked the Nikki Cross-Lacey Evans match, for what it was, I didn't mind. Grand Metalik Cesaro, although I think, you know, high expectations probably play a part of no love in it. But everything was okay. Like, match-wise, nothing was brilliant, but they're just getting everything else right, so the matches don't need to be brilliant. Um, Style Sammy Zane was good, I guess, but that's...
2: I think that's the thing. Like a wrestling show doesn't have to have the best matches in the world. It just needs to have a like a bit of continuity to it and just have a good flow. Really, doesn't it? It's
1: aye. It was just a, just really enjoyable show. And I guess maybe I'm just like I prefer storylines and stuff rather than matches. But just a good show when they absolutely outstanding matches on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, why do you think they're getting SmackDown so right
0: and Raw so wrong? Is it just the star power they have on SmackDown at the moment, or is it? you Know
2: what's going on? Maybe Pritchard's had time to implement his vision in SmackDown and set it up with the writers he trusts and everything like that. well yeah. he just dropped into Raw? That's Hayman set up, so he might not like particular things, particular writers, particular <clears throat> I don't know, way they generate ideas. I've
1: no idea. Yeah, yeah that was the, the one thing, and, and this was a couple of weeks ago that I was told this about, you know, obviously for a long time. And I didn't hear it in yesterday because I didn't reach out because, um. I didn't have a website to write for cause it wasn't live yet, <laughs> uh, but uh, I didn't hear anything yesterday specifically, but I remember a few weeks ago we mentioned about how Raw, it seems to just be changing up until the last minute every single week. Smackdown, you never hear anything like that at all, like it just seems to be running, not like clockwork, but it just seems to be running like a show would. Uh, and the one thing that I was told about Smackdown is that the person that is and it wasn't even bris pritchard that was mentioned it was the person that is like the lead writer um for smackdown which i'll not mention the name because i don't know how public knowledge is. but apparently they just kind of get on with it they they lead they like delegate tasks to people and the show just happens uh whereas it was on raw the side of that there's two people that are kind of in charge um one of whom we've actually seen on tv recently but again i'll not mention the names Uh, But there's two people in charge and they apparently are really keen on taking the Take, taking the, the power to actually be the leader. Um, but then when I put that out, I put out the quote on the story that um, that Paul Heyman was missed and people thought my source was Paul Heyman. So, <laughs> so that was a fun story. People say saying, that's ah, it's Paul Heyman feeding the dirt sheet saying news again. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, Look, Sweet, you know you've made it as a
2: wrestling journalist that one of your sources is Pauly.
1: Sadly... He's no, but um but I'll pretend yes because it sounds better for me anyway. Yeah, yeah. exclusive <laughs> Paul Heyman is not
0: one of Gary's sources, the <laughs> and that's the
1: name of the podcast this
0: week. <laughs> 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 uh let's move on to Raw then, Gary. I'm sure you'll have, you won't be
1: using your buddy on that, will you? <laughs> Can I have no put overs <laughs> and three buddies? <laughs> no, um, I, again the things on Raw that I liked annoyingly is the things that are kind of quietly plodding along and nothing that stands out I love the presentation of Drew McIntyre and they're still doing that brilliantly like they're still you know he walks to the ring he's got the pyro and everything and he's selling like I hate broken jaw storylines because I think it's really hard to sell a broken jaw yes. when you're on TV talking and wrestling um, but Drew McIntyre's doing a, as good a job of it as you could think they still done a lot of people won't like it they still done the non-finish yesterday but they kind of done it so that Randy Orton was the person that, you know, stole the finish phase. Uh, but I just like what they're doing with Drew McIntyre. I think he's doing a good job. And I actually think that storyline's been built quite well between him and Orton. Um, so, again, I just something that's plodding along. But I'm, I'm kind of strapped for putovers. so, so yeah, well, <laughs> well, well, okay, that's fine. that's fine. Let's just move straight on to the buddies and you can use your two, mate. We've already mentioned um Retribution. So I think we've said all we need to say on them, but I would be remiss if I didn't mention them as a bitty. Uh But I can add to it that I just got a wee uh, notification on Twitter for somebody commenting on one of my tweets I put up of Retribution calling... Um, I was going to call him Teabag. bag That's a better name. <laughs> calling T-bar, uh, <laughs> T-Bar Tom Hardley. So, uh, <laughs> so I quite like that one. But I um, Retribution need to be there. Uh, and as for... Um, Second Barry, I guess, would just be the pacing of the show. That's what we mentioned earlier on about SmackDown, but that's I watched Raw this morning, didn't stay up for it, because I'm on six in the morning starts and the, the non-wrestling job, um, and ended up, I was sitting watching it, and I felt like I'd watched three hours of it already, and I clicked the BT Sport app thing where you can see what's left, and there was still about seven segments left. So I think the pacing is definitely off. And again, it's just a three-hour thing, Into If you're not bringing me fresh storylines in three hours or fresh matches, I'm going to get bored. Uh, and that's what happened. But again, one, I'll, I'll say one we have put over. Raw well, Underground was all right this week. Uh, Arturo Ruaz put on a brilliant match with Adolf Ziggler. So, aye. Was Dabba Keatle not maybe fighting Braun Strowman this week? He did. It was about three minutes long and all right. That was it? all were, right. They were, they were both on the KO show as well. Uh, but uh, it was all right.
0: And uh, yet again, I can't believe you've not buried it, but we're getting set up for another
1: Andrade and... Um, oh, that, that was meant to be my berries. I forgot about that. Aye, that's nonsense. That's Andrade nonsense. versus Street <laughs> Profits this week at Clash of the Champions. Yeah. You get three teams and you choose the one that we've seen to death, but that is, again, WWE style. But I meant to mention, you You mentioned the earlier Daba Kato, uh, Braun Strowman match. Do you know what they called it? No. Battle of the Behemoths. No, uh, have they not
2: used <laughs> that tagline for, for before for Lesnar? Probably, <laughs> and for Big Show versus Lesnar, and for Big Show versus
0: anyone over five foot six. No, is that a literary? Yes, then they have definitely nice. used it before. Um, that's it for your buddies and putovers this week. Um, oh, Joe, you have you got a match tonight for Raw? <laughs> no, <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> probably that one I mentioned with uh, Ruaz and um, Ziggler. Oh, that was quite enjoyable Yeah, so there you go then. Um, get your buddies and putovers for Rab and Gradle for this
0: week's show. You can do that on our Twitter at Wrestling Daft um, and it's just Wrestling Daft on Facebook. Get us there. Once again it's time to return to the land of the rising sun and grab those hello kitty headphones that you've put at the back of the cupboard as we once again turn Japanese with Alex who isn't happy about New Japan but we'll get to that in a minute but first of all it's your weekly quiz where I give you a wrestling catchphrase in Japanese and you've got to tell me what it is we've had no success in this at all it's been a terrible feature but we're going to keep on going with it right much like Raw Underground okay uh, let's um, let's go for this one then you ready? Anata no inori o iti anata no vitamin o tabi nasai Anata no inori o itte, anata no bitumen o tabi
1: nasai. It's got to be to be the man. You've got to beat the man. <laughs> Three times you've tried that, Gary, and oh. kind you've of failed. <laughs> right, well, it's, yeah. not,
0: it's,
2: it's definitely something that's got the same start. Oh COVID-19 yeah,
0: yeah, COVID-19. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So I'm just trying to rack my brain, and under pressure, it's failing miserably.
1: Please tell me it's something like, woo woo woo, you know it, that kind of I can't even get it, it's got like, a double, apart from I think last week you done one that had, uh, you know, it's true, it's damn true, but it's yeah. obviously the same start. Oh! Eh. Nah, no, it's not It's not long enough, I was going to say, what are you going to do, and what are you going to do when Hulkamania runs wild on you, but Hulkamania won't have a Japanese word, so, <laughs> so it's definitely
0: not Alex, go on.
2: I don't have one. I don't have one. I'm terrible at this. I hate this segment. Get rid of it.
0: The- <laughs> <laughs> you might be the Japanese expert as well. Doesn't mean yes. I can speak the bloody language? <laughs> That's very true. Um, say your prayers and eat oh. your vitamins. Oh. <laughs> there you go. So there you go. That, that, that prob- By the way, I just put this into Google Translate. That's probably nothing like is meant to be. So if you are a Japanese listener, we know there is a small percentage in Japan that do listen to this show.
1: Please get in touch. Well, the three thousand, three thousandth biggest podcast in Japan, or biggest wrestling <laughs> podcast in Japan, <laughs> if you've got the figures there. Absolutely, uh, I'll find out that
0: in a minute. And um, Before we get into the G1 and what's happening, why Alex is making him—he's um, so angry, I want to make you happy, Alex, because we got some nice feedback on turning Japanese, as we always do, because feature for some reason is really popular I don't know why um but let's proceed I do know why Alex I was going to say wait
1: a bit of your colleague
0: there that's a, that's a wee bit harsh <laughs> well, I do know why because so you're, you're so good at it but hold on a minute here we go from Neil Gow he says I've been missing my marks fix for a few weeks so it's great to hear that the Japanese wrestling section hasn't been future endeavored yet I hadn't realized that the G1 was so soon so it was good hype build for that too Alex deserves a wee buddy, however, for criminally underselling my man Shingo as just a solid mid-carder. <laughs> he hasn't been quite as dominant since he joined the main division, but he destroyed the junior heavyweights in the best of super juniors. And much like Ishii, you can feel the sting of every chop and forearm that he throws, really adding the OOYAH factor to his matches. They also have the added bonus of hearing Kevin Kelly almost burst his lungs by shouting, Pumping Bomber! When he nearly decapitated someone someone with his signature running clothesline. It would be great to see him near the top of the scoreboard this year, but if he used to Jay White in the first match, then I will actually riot. Can't stand that wee prick. Oh, and you talking about merch reminding me that I brought my first wrestling t-shirt in years the other week. Drew's Top West Claymore for me and Keith Lee's Limitless Legion one for my daughter. Buying that one summed up Lee's NXT title run perfectly. He hadn't beaten Adam Cole when I placed the order and had already lost the belt by the time it turned up. Uh, so oh. there you go. Neil Gow, um, a wee bit of a buddy, what say you about Shingo Alex? Well, first of all, he's going to riot because Shingo might have lost to Jay White. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: true. I, I kind of glossed over Shingo a little bit. I feel bad. He did. He was a pretty big standout in the light heavyweight division. And I was running out of time. I'm sorry. I can't give everyone their proper dues, unfortunately. There you go. Well, let's give the dues the to the G1. Why are you so angry about it? Well, I was going to say, you gave me a nice segue talking about the Japanese language because similar to what they had over the past couple of months... Is they still haven't put up any G1, any days of the G1 with English commentary yet. So I've done my research. Kevin Kelly is doing recording. They're doing English commentary for it, but they're doing it retroactively. And he's apparently supplied the first couple of days, so they should be up in the near future. They might be up already. So a slightly drunken Alex may have been watching this on Saturday evening and may not have been as enthralled as he normally would have been. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I'll forgive them. If we get Rocky back, I'll be very happy. And I doubt they'll do a cast with Gino, since I'm pretty sure he's in the States. And I'm pretty sure everyone hates Gino anyway. So, but just getting Rocky and Kevin back would be would be beautiful. I think they're sounding like they're going to be doing it live for the last three days. So I'm not sure if maybe they're shipping the commentary team out there and they're under quarantine or whatnot. But it's a shame. But it just means we're going to be slightly behind. And, well, we've had the first couple of days. It was... Some fantastic wrestling. I can't obviously comment on any of the commentary, but I'll give you a quick rundown of what happened. So first match of the tournament, we had Will Osprey return to a huge pop from the Japanese audience. So they've probably not really heard about the speaking out movement. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah.
0: that didn't translate over to Japan then. But he's, he's
2: bulked up. They were like billing him at like an extra. He was billed considerably heavier than he was before, and it doesn't look to be slowing him down a little bit. So maybe the Osprey push could still be on. I'm not sure.
1: Was he not, I think before this, was he not wrestling at, oh, I can't remember what weight class it was, but he was wrestling a more stronger style rather than a high fly style. But I can't remember how long ago that was, but it was immediately before lockdown or,
2: He's, yeah, he's been kind of been he's been slowly transitioning up to the main heavyweight division for the last year or two because he won the never open weight championship against bushy at like Wrestle Kingdom ten, and I think everyone was expecting him to get a bit of a push into the heavyweight division. But then there was a lot of injuries in the light heavyweight division, so they put him back down and put the oh. belt on him. Especially when Tan- uh, Takahashi went out injured and stuff like that, so I think that stalled their original plans for him. I think. Um. Jeff Cobb, one of the few that John knows, turned up with a lovely new goatee, but it wasn't enough for him to take a win over Taichi. We had a beautiful slap fest between Minoru Suzuki and Tomohiro Ishii with big old Suzuki coming out on top. Obviously, poor apologies to Neil, but unfortunately, Shingo did get bested by our Jay White. Oh, and the main event of day one was Kota Ibushi going over at Kizuchika Okada in a rematch from the finals of last year. So that was... Interesting to see Ukada's kind of been booked quite weekly this year, which is, which is strange for New Japan, very strange. Um, as, of, as of night two, my big old man, Juice, Robertson, Juice Robinson, has ditched all his nice flamboyant gear and is now going for black and white, which I don't know if I'm happy or sad about. Um, and he took the win over Yoshihashi. Um, Sonata also got a bit of a new look, but then ended up being taped to one of the young lines by Toriyano for a count-out loss. This is this is how Toriano operates, John. Every every week, Toriano will get a win from some really stupid, nefarious ways. It's fantastic. He's great. I love him. Um, I do have to bury Kenta because he has now cut his lockdown hair, so he's left team lockdown hair, and I'm not particularly happy about that. But <laughs> he did get his win, so maybe that was maybe that was part of it.
0: I'm starting to look like someone the the, the hairstyle of someone from the Jackson Five at the moment because my hair is quite slightly turned into Carlito. Um, I might just keep going that way. You've got a
2: couple of months to go before you get anywhere near Carlito, I'm afraid, mate. You may be one of the other conlons, but that's just when Google got shaved heads, do they not?
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and everyone's kind of the favourite going into this to a certain degree. Evil lost his first match to Zack Sabre Jr., which
0: Ooh, was the that's a
2: shock. In days. And finally, we had Tetsuya Naito, our IWGP dual champion, up against Hiroshi Tanahashi. And they pretty much almost broke the time limit and had Naito coming in for the win at about 27 minutes, I believe. Because wow. they still have the ring announcements in English, but they don't have any commentary in English. Right. they <laughs> so be saying like, there's five minutes left, but that's, that's all you could hear in English. So.
0: Do you think that's only because the earlier rounds that's it, why there's a bit of yeah. delay and then well,
2: the, the, For the English commentary, sorry, you saying?
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm hoping so, I think they might get a little bit of backlash from um, us non-Japanese speaking regular viewers about the delay, so I'm hoping they can speed it up a little bit. I'm not sure if they'd potentially get Kevin Kelly to start doing live commentary and sending it over, similar to what they do with like Wade Barrett and Beth Phoenix, sorry, yeah. with Mauro Ronello, God rest his soul, and uh, Beth Phoenix. But same time, it's COVID times. We can't really be too pissed off at anyone for not being able to do international production right now.
0: Absolutely. And what can we look forward to in the G1 this week?
2: I haven't actually looked at the fixtures for this week, John. I'm not going to lie; it's just made me look like a right idiot.
0: Excellent. But that was go achieved. Then uh, thank you as ever for turning Japanese, Alex. We'll see what happens in the G1 next week. Till next time, sayonara. It's. The Wrestling News with Gary Casting, formerly of Sports Kida, now of Inside the
1: Ropes. It's nice to have a new title, isn't it? Ah, yeah, that's it's nice. It's, um, apart from the fact that it's more words, that's the only downfall, but it's a better name anyway, so I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, but...
0: <laughs> you can
2: see ITR now, it's fine. We're all about abbreviations on this pod. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, one, are not.
0: Um, chief, is it chief wrestling reporter? Is that your official No, lead? I just went for
1: lead writer. Um we oh, were, uh, God, I, man, you could be, like, head of writing or, like... Nah, we, we, we were of kind writing? of trying to figure it out, but I was, like, I hate when people use, like, senior journalist and senior reporter. Just not my bag. I'm only 30, I'm no senior. Um, so Did I was, like... Because you could have been head
2: of creative. Does that work? No, because then that's suggesting that you're being very creative with all of your news headlines, doesn't it? So
1: yeah. I would have went for the big cheese. <laughs> I think that, that I might be. ask if I can change it. Is it too late to change my contract? No, I went for lead writer just because I, you know, I don't really like the word journalist anyway. I prefer the word writer uh, because pff, I like writing rather than actually doing the journalism part of it. So I lead writer sounded good. Ah, that, that sounds good. But it's a good title anyway. The lead writing. Read the writer of Inside the Ropes now gives us the news. Yeah, so um, how many weeks have we gone without mentioning COVID? Sadly, uh, sadly, <laughs> we're not going to be gone much longer without mentioning no. it. But um, good week for it, because that's all it's in the news here as well. So we're not enough for no um, good at segueing into <laughs> wrestling news, for real news. But I obviously know the first time this has happened, but uh, a fair few people have apparently tested positive for COVID in WWE. This time, it seems to be, as far as we know, and um, this has came from John Alba, who is a guy that I always mention as being completely legit, proper Florida sports journalist rather than a wrestling journalist, um, and Sean Ross Sapp corroborated corroborated as well. Um, But it seems to be restricted to NXT. Um, However, both of them put out the same, like a corroborating story, but both of them had more information um, and different channels than each other. So one of them says that um, it was apparently a coach who accidentally spread it. and Another one says that several talents have tested positive. And between the two of them, this goes back two weeks. So last week's NXT was apparently changed up and apparently creative also has influenced. So the people writing the show apparently have been affected. But last week's show apparently was significantly changed. And then it seems like this week's at least will be as well and maybe more after that. The positive tests go back a couple of weeks apparently and go as far as this weekend, as, as close to as, as this weekend. So quite a long stretch if you think even the fact that's one or two a week that's still quite a quite a strong uh, number of cases no num- no uh, actual numbers been put on the cases but there's been a few kind of reasons put out there for it Um so we've mentioned before about WWE's you know the mandatory mask procedure where if you're not wrestling in the ring you wear a mask a wee bit more's come out on that. John Alba said apparently the mask wearing, a lot of people have been relaxing on that. And that while they need to wear it outside the ring, they don't need to wear it in the gym area for a start. And apparently people had been not wearing masks in a certain area where people congregate in groups as well. So obviously that's the kind of thing that, you know, it's probably quite hard to police anyway with that amount of people in the building. Also, I don't know about the building because this isn't in the performance centre. Apparently, they've not quite moved back in there yet. So it's in another building that WWE's got that's close to that area. Don't know anything about the the building, but it's not looking good. Um, And Sean Ross Sapp had said many positive tests and his one, it was apparently um, that talents had been tested. So both of them are people that I always say they're both legitimate journalists. So you would have to assume for that that a coach, at least one coach, and several talents have, have been testing positive. And the thing that's came for it is apparently a lot of classes have been cancelled. Um, you know, they're, they're kind of they're training classes that they do for the trainees that end up being NXT superstars. So I want to keep an eye out, but not looking good. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I mean, I'm just trying to think who's been off telly the last couple of weeks.
0: But again, I don't know when the tapings for that were done. So aye, well, I'm sure we'll find out over the next couple of weeks when people don't start appearing in the ring. Santos yeah. Escobar Santos okay. Escobar wasn't on the last two I don't think maybe he's on holiday maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe <laughs> he went to Mexico
2: and came back with
0: them. maybe maybe anyway um, yeah so we'll find it over the next couple of weeks um, and we talked about them earlier on the big match for uh, Clash of Champions Street Poppers versus Andrade and Garza but we got there via the match
1: with Nakamura and Cesaro and Basically, WWE have copped up here. Almost feels like those matches should have been switched in all honesty, so that the yeah. champions actually clashed and we just get another yeah. repeat on Raw. But that's neither here nor there. Uh but I this is an interesting one. I've mentioned it before, Paul Davis at Wrestling News. Um I'm still not sure on the guy's track record. I'm no one to judge it either way. I can't say he's legit, I can't say he's not legit. But it's always worth taking these things and then kind of looking further in, making up your own mind. I've not seen much else on it. So but again, I don't want to say too much on that, but it's always worth noting the rumor regardless, just in case anybody else reports on it. Paul Davis saying that um a line that was supposed to uh, that was not supposed to air on Raw did. Um and I I didn't actually catch if this was in the broadcast. I don't I remember did, it. I did it was it I don't remember
0: st- it, but I heard it and it immediately stood out and I went, that probably
1: isn't right. <laughs> No, that is because uh, uh, as so. It is one that would immediately catch you out. I must have either be not paying attention or would have uh, been watching on mute. But <laughs> so, apparently, Michael Cole said, or the, the amended line was from Michael Cole. So, I'm not sure if the actual line that was said was from Michael Cole, but the amended line was <laughs> it was Nakamura. It was
0: Nakamura who basically did, did, did off the back said, if they want smoke.
1: They will get cancer.
0: Nakamura said it.
1: Yeah, and apparently it was uh, changed that it was meant to be um, mm-hmm. that they're going to get some here tonight. Or, that uh, yeah, they're going to get some here tonight instead of they will get cancer. Now, Nakamura, I don't want to say anything about the language barrier because the guy can speak quite good English. Yeah. that has to be a line that he's been fed though uh, that doesn't seem like something that somebody would go into business for themselves and say yeah. and again I completely missed the line but any mention of cancer is a bit especially you know, when
0: they're on the corners Cure thing
1: stuff aye, the when it's like aye because I was going to say it's slightly different if somebody says oh like you're a cancer of this industry or something like that it's still a really strong statement but linking it to smoke is the the big downfall as well and it just yeah i I need need to go back and see if i can find it because i genuinely missed the line Um, i heard it i heard it
2: history of nakamura being like japan's main symbol for stopping smoking and this could
0: be i i heard that i thought that's really a a character for him It, it really stood out to me i was like that's not really what nakamura does it i was like for one, it was Nakamura basically talking English and, and cutting a bit of a promo, but I thought that's a bit strange. But yeah, no, it was it was a strange one. But I mean forgetting for to somebody forgetting
1: to switch out the promos, Jesus Christ. Uh, but again, you wouldn't be surprised at that because there's been a, a fair few botches over the, the past while uh, and of course there was one that actually happened the other day where um ahead of the NXT UK review and thankfully Andy Shepherd took it uh, took it in jest and, and tweeted about it anyway. But WWE UK put up uh, him cutting a promo to the camera at NXT UK's return, and then they puts the phone down, but doesn't stop recording. goes, was that casual enough? Aye, was that okay? Uh, and they <laughs> left in the WWE UK promo that went up on Twitter. <laughs> so <laughs> it got deleted afterwards, but I <laughs> But, <laughs> but uh, these things happen, I guess. But maybe no with the word cancer in them too regularly.
0: Yep, yep. Uh, and finally, let's talk about Tessa Blanchard. We've not heard from her in a wee while.
1: Yeah, so... Um, Kind of thought some news was going to come up regarding her because she was on Warrior Wrestling show, which I think I mentioned one of these shows a, wee, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the open air shows in Chicago that are in a football arena where yeah. the ring is in the middle and they socially distance. They look incredible. So she was in action on that for the first time in a, for a long time. Um, I think her last match was one of her championship defenses for Impact, which would have been six months ago, seven months ago, uh, so a long time ago. We know she's been in Mexico. Um, this was obviously not in Mexico, so, so she's able to get to the US, if nothing else. She dropped her championship uh, that she's held for quite a while to Kylie Ray, another impact talent, which is kind of interesting because she's challenging for the for the Impact uh, Women's or Knockout Championship on Bound for Glory. But Blanchard, as we know, is a free agent, has been since June 25th when she was um, unceremoniously stripped of her title by Impact, uh, and a lot of a lot of uh, rumours that she might be going to either WWE or AEW. Dave Meltzer, I think he's still our favourite uh, wrestling journalist. I can never remember. I think he's fallen down Sean the peggy. Sean Ross Sapp is our favourite wrestling journalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean, Sean Ross Sapp's up there. and, uh, and number two. And, uh, Alex McCarthy oh, no, Alex w, is probably like high. He's probably number, number two. Our so well, third favourite wrestling journalist, uh, Dave Meltzer. He reported that apparently in terms of her signing uh, or sorry, or sacking from Impact, that apparently she'd decided not to re-sign because she thought she could get a better contract elsewhere. Interesting one here because yeah, when the statement came out months ago, no one really said anything. But at the same time, I know that Impact are in a better place financially now, but that's a, probably an accurate statement because you know, a lot of people do have a lot more money to offer. Obviously, WWE and AEW being the main ones. Uh, but Meltzer said uh, regarding or or uh, leaving and potentially going elsewhere, just on Twitter said nothing official. She left Impact because she believes she can get a better offer elsewhere. That seems to leave two options, unless Ring of Honor is really aggressive about strengthening that division. So again,
2: cross situation again, isn't it? They've realised that they've kind of outgrown the impact pool which is a bit of a shame to put it and realize that financially they now have two competitors out there instead of just WWE that you can even just play off against each other to a certain degree I mean if Randall Keith can do it why can't you
1: yeah it's a bit of a weird one though because obviously she's been out of contract for a fair while and I mean obviously something could happen at any minute but something hasn't happened yet so it's a bit of a bit of a tricky one we obviously know about our problems but pff, I guess we just need to wait and see where she ends up Annoyingly, I think she'd actually have been brilliant in Impact right now because everything else is going well for them, and they could have maybe used a Tessa Blanchard. But ah well, we'll wait and see where she lands. But interesting to note, there's a wee bit of difference of opinion as to whether she left or or was forced out of Impact.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Right, well, I want to say thank you very much for the news. How you ever, mean you guys. didn't put in the most important wrestling news of Sorry, the week? Sorry, Alex. Was what? it Serena Deeb signing W.E.W. by any chance? Well, that was one of that them. Was that. News, that was also a decent news. I thought last week, Serena Deeb, remember
0: Jericho said last week? We that. That was oh, aye, I, I suppose, aye. Sorry, what is it then, Alex?
2: That Dave Batista slagged off The Rock's acting skills. Oh,
1: that's right, he did. He did. And then he slagged off only on scene as well. Jeez, I thought that was a couple of weeks ago now. That ah,
0: was a couple of weeks. Get on it, Alex. <laughs> Jesus. I only read
1: that today.
2: Okay, I'm sorry. I just thought that was hilarious.
0: It's called news for a reason. It's new. new. I'm not a
2: journalist. I'm the only one on this podcast without a journalism degree. Thank you very
1: much. So, sorry, I've actually got a journalism degree. Gary doesn't have a journalism degree. I I technically do. It's a major in journalism through media and communication, but it's not an actual journalism degree. I'm calling it.
2: I'm I'm giving him it for the John. I'm giving him
1: it. All right. Okay. No worries. It's a technicality.
0: give us your money give us your money give us your money Just sign up to patreon now patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft you'll get more content from the show from Robin Greo from us uh, you can get up on there now three tiers with varying degrees and levels of content you can get an ad free version of all episodes there on tier one you can get early episode access you can get bonus content right now you can see it up there MVP's message to wrestling Daft and trust me, you really want to see how drunk drunk Grado is in that uh, video with MVP. You can see that right up there right now. You'll see an outtake from last week's show as well where... Bredo did uh pretend he was in the fire brigade and did a call with Rab. Um, you'll get the full video version of this podcast. you get to vote on what you want to see featuring the list of wrestling, daft, and, and, and you get to vote on Fantasy Booking Island. All that's just in tier one, which is only about three quid a month. Get involved with that. Uh, tier two, IC Champion. That's where it's at. About seven odd quid a month. Everything you get in tier one, you get in this tier as well. Video version of the flagship show with Rab and Grado and you want to see them. And you get basically get to see Rab drink whiskey, Gradle float about the kitchen making snacks while we do the podcast. It's brilliant dynamite stuff. I'm not surpri- I'm surprised it's not had millions of hits on YouTube as a result of that. Uh, you'll get invites to our patron only pay pay-per-view parties, um, and you'll get a bonus episode once a month. Um, we're going to do one I'm going to speak to and Grego about doing one uh, with them this week but you'll also get we're going to do the Dafty Awards I think we're going to try and do that next week Alex is in charge of that particular podcast so he will tell us what's happening with that uh, tier 3 World Heavyweight Champion $20 a month about 15 quid everything in the previous tiers plus free wrestling dafty shirt minimum of three months, you have to be signed up for that, and you get the chance to do a run-in or come on this show as a mark, whatever you fancy, you can get involved with the show, it would be great to have you on board, so get involved now, patreon.com forward slash Wrestling Daft, get on the roster now! Ah, I hear the lapping of the waves, is that a coconut falling off a coconut tree?
2: No, Gary bought a
0: Vuvuzela, the annoying bastard. Oh, did he? Yeah, <laughs> I got like your Vuvuzela, Gary. This is meant to be Fancy Booking Island. It's not some... Got to play some jazz music on it. and uh, <laughs> some... <laughs> I mean, Could, it, could it. there be anything worse than Vuvuzela jazz? Is there such a thing? I don't know. But welcome once again to Fancy Booking Island. We're all on the island and it's now up to you guys to, to make the book and also vote on it. But before we crack on with this week's booking, let's return to last week when we were asked to book. ICW star up to
1: NXT UK. Gary, what did who did you book and what happened? Leighton Buzzled in a pirate ship match, winning the Cruiserweight Championship and taking it to NXT UK. Alex.
2: Um, Andy Wilde. Kieran Kelly and Leighton Buzzard being the Franz Ferdinand that instigated an NXT UK civil war.
0: Yeah, and that's Franz Ferdinand to set off Second World War not the band featuring Alex Kapranos. I um, mean, it's, it's as if, if the band were named Austin.
2: after said Austrian <laughs> Duke. Just, just
0: pointing that out. You never knew. And mine was uh, Davy Blaze going all psycho honours after being rehabilitated and then turning. And the winner and it was Bit of a. Well, I'll, I'll build it up first. In third place, with a pathetic amount of votes, of about 18%, it was me. In oh, seven, and how the mighty have fallen this eight, week. Eight, yeah, two in a row. I was going for 3 0. Poor, poor show for me this week, it's going to be poorer this week, I'm pretty sure. Uh, in second place, it was with 28% of the vote. Gary, which means Alex takes the crown on Fantasy Booking Island this week. Well done, Alex! Um, oh, it feels good. It feels good. And we've been asked by our listener Chris to book this this week. Um, he says, "Magic wand, COVID is gone, crowds are back. How do you book the first episode Raw and or SmackDown? Feel free to use this on Fantasy Island." And that was our task for this week. Alex, as the winner from last week, yet to pick who goes first. Oh,
2: do you know what? I'll just, I'll take one for the team and I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself. I'll be Excellent. a good man this week.
0: Well done. Good well done.
2: Man. So, I mean, I've just booked a casual episode of Raw. So, um, yeah, let's, let's break it down. Right, okay. So,
0: Three minutes, start now.
2: So Oxford University are going to discover a virus, a vaccine for coronavirus. So it means we can have gatherings again. And Yay. part of this... The United States is going to buy up thousands of them. So for Vince McMahon's first Rob with people back at MSG, he's going to be giving out free COVID vaccines like it's nobody's business to help him. <laughs> so our first match of the night, or sorry, our opening, opening segment of the night, we're going to hear some new music. Who's is it? It's Keith Lee, and he's got some amazing new music. And he comes out to the ring. And because he's Keith Lee, he issues an open challenge. And who comes out to meet his open challenge but the king of all pops mr john cena he runs down they have a great match he puts keith lee over clean and just to end the segment on a lovely high randy orton sneaks in and gives them both a wee rko just to put and he puts the wee fingers up to john cena just to poke that bear, because we all know how those two like to get on so we see a promo package from last week and the Hurt Business essentially shutting down Raw Underground because for some reason I'm obsessed with the concept of the Hurt Business and Raw Underground. So to put Raw Underground to bed, we're going to have the Hurt Business versus Shane McMahon's Mean Street Underground Posse which is going to consist of himself, <laughs> Babacado, Dolph Ziggler just so we can throw around and bump and Aleister Black. Only Aleister Black so he can betray Shane, so Shane can lose the match and then it can all just break down into absolute shenanigans around them, of everyone just doing everything. But in the middle of all this, there's some random-ass guy who's dressed up in a golden conquistador mask who comes in, gives um, gives Bobby Lashley the angle slam, and then runs away with his US title belt, and everyone's like, "What the hell is going on?" So we'll move on to our next match. Our next match to close off the second hour. So we're going to have the Street Profits defending their championships against Rollins and Murphy in a ladder match. We're going to have the Prophets coming out with more cups than UNICEF would ever allow because that would just destroy the planet. And then we're going to have Rollins coming out to the almighty booze that he's getting used to. During the match, Murphy's going to turn on Rollins, Dominic Mysterio is going to interfere. We're going to get jumps off a ladder, taking out Rollins, and the Street Prophets will be in the crowd celebrating at the end. And they're housed up on two guys' shoulders, both wearing golden luchador masks. And then they both fall backwards through two tables that were very conveniently set up. And then they both run away with the Speed Profits Championships. And everyone's thinking, what the hell's going on here? So for your main event, we're going to have Kevin Owens versus Randy Orton for the number one contendership match. Drew's going to come out on commentary. So during the match, Randy's going to be a dick to the hard cams just calling out John Cena. So John Cena gets involved halfway through, and it turns into the usual kerfuffle, which of course ends with Drew running in and hitting that first sweet-ass claymore on Randall Keith Orton. And so there's going to be a good camera shot into Drew as he's just on his knee with that big smirk on his face. As another man in a golden luchador mask is going to come up from behind him and hit him with the last shot. It's Adam Cole! And so basically all four of the UE are going to come into the ring with the stolen title belts, take off their masks, unmask, and yeah, that's going to be it. Two minutes,
0: 56. Well done, Alex. Why I
2: had to stop. It was meant to be the golden prophecy of the second coming.
0: Oh, that's good. That is good. The golden. I'll let you have that. I'll let you have that then. Um, who do you want to go next? Oh,
2: it's got to be you, John, because I think you. It's... I... You were the king, and so let's let's up Gary.
0: <laughs> right, save Gary to last because it certainly won't be the best. I... I won't have the best. Right, here we go. Three minutes start now. I've got nothing. I'll be honest with you. I've got absolutely nothing. So here we go. I'm just pulled up the SmackDown roster right now, and this is what we're going to do with it. The show is going to kick off with Big e in the ring. But here come his pals, Kofi and um, Xavier. He doesn't know it's a big surprise. They come down to the ring and then the inevitable happens. As he's celebrating, they're all having their popcorn. Xavier and Kofi turn on Big E. And they are now the bad day. No, I'm, I'm not kidding. They're, that's not what they're going to be called. But anyway, they beat down Big E. They're really regretful that Big e's had... You know this big push while they've been away, and they're quite jealous. But especially since Kofi didn't feel he got the respect he deserves, but Biggie has. So the new day breakup is the first thing that happened on the SmackDown. Um, Jeff Hardy is still IC champion at this point, um, but here comes the returning Daniel Bryan for a match with Jeff Hardy. Um, boom! There we go. We've got Roman and Heyman in the ring next. Uh, cut on a promo with Jay by their side, who happens to be a cohort by this point. They've kind of had clash of champions, they've kind of made up. Uh, but Jay's letting the side down at this point, so Roman beats Jay down. And then, who do we hear? Music hit. It's The Rock! And Rock comes down to save one of his cousins. Uh, Jay and beats down on Roman, which sets up the Mania match that we all want. And it's a really short SmackDown because that's as far as I'm getting. So basically, what I'm saying is in my <laughs> SmackDown, is Daniel Bryan returns, the New Day split, and The Rock gets set up with reins for Mania. There we go. Boom.
2: <laughs> well done. And all in two minutes and 30 seconds.
0: Yeah, I was just like, yeah, I'd nowhere to go. I had no space to run in. So, yeah, that's what I'm going for. I don't know why, but
2: I legitimately hope you win this week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, Gary, your turn next. All right, so I went for um, essentially in a fantasy land. We get the crowd back in and WWE announced that before we get the next draft, we will have one massive show and that massive show is going to be Cyber Tuesday we're not getting the Raw, we're just going for Cyber Tuesday and then the draft is on the um, Friday night on Smackdown so on Cyber Tuesday it's essentially going to be the reset button being hit every title is going to be defended um, and they're going to have the fans choose who is going to win those championships Raw and Smackdown titles, one mega show and essentially what happens is we get a few wee things happening in between So, John Cena comes out to open the show, thanks everybody for coming back, says that you know WWE's always his home, the thing they always does and says that he'll be back soon. Just there as a novelty, because John Cena. Uh, But first up, we're getting the Raw Tag Team Championships getting defended, and it's everything that's obviously Open Challenge style where the crowd decide on who's gonna be the competitors. So, Rey Mysterio and Dominic come out. Title change, we get Rey Mysterio and Dominic as the new Raw Tag Team Champions. Um, I'm not going to go through all the titles because I've only got three minutes. Uh, So essentially we get every title being defended and you get the fans kind of deciding who's going to be there. But we get also some debuts. So making his way to either Raw or SmackDown when the draft comes will be Pete Dunne. And then we also get Grizzled Young Veterans, Gallus and several other people to bolster up the roster. But the main thing that happens, of course, we had John Cena appearing just... For no reason. We also get The Rock coming out, and he says, I will be competing at WrestleMania. You guys decide who I'm competing against. But obviously, we all know it's going to be Roman Reigns anyway. And for the main event, what we get is the fans deciding on, or obviously two main events, Drew McIntyre's opponent, and also we get the fans deciding on Roman Reigns' opponent for the two championships because all of them are being defended. So, Drew McIntyre's opponent It's bad news Barrett And we get the match that should have been <laughs> Because he's back in the company We he get back to the well Man I'm, I'm going back to where I lost before to lose again But we get the, the first ever British WWE Champion Against a man who should have been the first ever WWE Champion Of course Drew wins but good match And at least gives Barrett the send off he issue they got for the ring And then the second match of course Is Roman Reigns defending against anyone and who's it going to be? Big E. And of course we get the title change to pop all the fans on the first match back in. And then after that, you've got your champions set and we get the draft the next SmackDown. And that's as far as I go because I wasn't going to run through every title change. <laughs> so, and because I didn't think it beforehand anyway. Good man. Dude, it's certainly better than I. Uh, you just so upset
2: that he said the rock,
0: weren't you? I just saw your little
2: face. <laughs> you like, at least I still had the rock. But damn it, Gary's got
1: the rock, dude. I know, Gary's got the rock. It's all right. Work. We can c- congratulate Alex anyway. I think. I know, buddy. Hell. That. <laughs> there you
0: go. Well, that's your three choices for the fantasy booking for next week. We'll get it up on our Patreon. You can vote on it. Patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. And if you want to get a booking in for us, please tweet us um, at wrestling daft on Twitter so we can get your booking for next week. Until next time. We're leaving the island on the wrestling draft and we're going back home to put our sunblock on that doesn't make any sense why didn't you
2: put your sunblock on before you went to the island <laughs> I,
0: meant her, I meant her after son i meant her after son <coughs> so that's it for this week's show remember to rate review and subscribe on apple we really really appreciate those five star reviews thanks very much that'd be great just like pretend your dave melts on hit five stars and everything Um, that would be brilliant get on there right now uh, and rate us please Uh, twice a week we obviously go you know that by now Rab and Grey back on Friday um, and we are on a Tuesday Um, they've got on the list of wrestling daft inspired by retribution's names the worst names in wrestling can you think of some of the worst names in wrestling? Because that's what Rabbit Grady will be talking about. Anything popping up into your head,
1: here, boys? Oh, there's so many, and now you put it out, I'm just kind of blanking a little bit. Um... I wrote an article on this last year. <laughs> <laughs> did, you? Aye, uh, it was uh, it was actually it was about wrestlers that had bad names before they were in WWE, and of course it had. Um, Terrorizing and a load of others. Yeah. It had uh, Cesaro, I think, just to be Curry Man uh, and Ring of Honor. Um, <laughs> yeah, Kyle you think was it Curry Man or Claudio Castaño?
2: Uh, Castigl- uh, which is like his real
1: name. Uh, Claud- Claudio Castagnoli or something. But they had that shorty, he's got to be up there. That's oh, really oh, bad that's as well. It's nicknames
2: at the moment for me that I just keep getting really upset with more than the actual wrestlers' names but I just find they're being really bland and unadventurous for the last wee while.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know, so we'll be talking about that. I'm sure you've got... Plenty that you want to get in for that one, so we'll be talking that with Rab and Gradle. Let's just run through quickly Clash of Champions. It does seem like we've been a while since uh, there's been a pay per view, but here we go. Let's run through Clash of Champions quickly, get your verdicts on these matches. Uh, Start off the Smackdown Tag Team Championships. It should have really been, like you said, Alex Street Profits versus Cesaro and Nakamura, but we've got Cesaro and Nakamura versus Lucha House Party.
2: I mean. Do they just keep it on? I think it's one of those ones that it's kind of six and a half a dozen really, isn't it? Maybe with the Sami Zayn um, influence, probably stick with Nakamura and Cesaro.
1: I think we'll stick with them. I think they teased which Lucha House party splitting up, so they might actually do that at the pay-per-view because they love splitting up tag teams. Oh, they're loving that at the moment.
0: Uh, Royal Women's Championship, Oscar versus Selena Vega.
1: Ah, kills only one, (laughs) under.
0: Yes.
2: (laughs) I hope Vega puts in a good performance, though, and this actually establishes her as a single star, considering that in the next match you're about to talk about for the Raw Tag Team Championships, there's going to be a breakup of Andrade and Angel Garza, really, isn't there?
0: Well, there you go. Uh, Next match, then we'll move on to that one. The Raw Tag Team Champions, Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza. They're not going to spark two teams in the one night, surely? Oh, they could. Why not? I mean, they've done it all over the shop. True, 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 true. So, Street Profits
1: retain. Nah, you will just cancel the match. I don't need to see it again anyway, that's- Yeah, but we'll uh, Just it that eye. Uh, the US Championship, Bobby Lashley versus Paul Cruz. Retaining, Lashley's got
0: in
1: retain, it's yeah, too, quick. too soon. Got
0: to, you've got to give the credit to the Hurt Business. You've got to Aye. Yeah, body. especially
2: after they got beaten down by Retribution, they need to cut They, They seem to be flip-flopping with Hurt Business a little bit too much for my liking. I think they can be strong as hell, and I have no confidence in how they've been booked.
1: Probably be yep. a non finish, it'll probably be retribution and interference. Maybe, maybe, maybe a uh, women's tag championship. Nia Jackson, Shayna Basil defend against the Riot squad. I hope we get a title change here, and I hope they split Nia and Shayna and have a wee tiny rivalry with them for Asuka's next challenger. I think that's the way yeah. to go there.
2: Maybe sure. as one of the longest standing female tag teams they have on the roster, at least within the association, would be a good, good pick for the tag team champions.
1: Yeah, uh, Women's Championship, Bailey versus Nikki Cross. Bailey, but I think we're going to get that thing where um, Alexa Bliss, whenever they say the Fiend, she seems to get all demonic and possessed and attack. So I think Bailey might say that and make her either turn on Nikki Cross, and it means that she'll pick up the win or she'll do it, and then it'll be a disqualification anyway because she'll, she'll do it to Bailey. So I think Alexa Bliss is going to be the key here. Yeah, yeah I like yeah.
0: that
1: storyline. If they do do that, Good. If they don't do that, I'm now going to be really disappointed. No, that's a great <laughs> bit of booking there, Gary. I, to oh, cha- I used that for my fantasy book in Ireland.
0: <laughs> IC Championship, Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, and Sami Zayn ladder match. This is going to steal the show, I think. I think so, and I really hope Sami Zayn wins. I hope so. I think I think Sami Zayn's got to probably be- retain. John. He's got to retain. Sorry, he's <laughs> got <good> to retain. <laughs>
1: stay-
0: yeah, no, I, I really hope Sami Zayn wins as well. I think that's definitely it. Uh, and f- uh, last two,
1: Universal Championships, Reign versus Jay. We all know what way that's going. Aye, that's, that's <laughs> going to be... I don't think it I, I, shouldn't it be a dominant win by any means. I, I think they should let them put on a good match, but I think they should properly said side of high reigns as a heel. I think Jay will come really close to, to beating him, and then rain, that reigns will just snap, and he'll batter him down with a chair or something like that. I think What's Jimmy's current situation? I think he's still injured, I think it was pretty bad, uh, it was like a knee injury, although saying that, I think it was the start of the year now, uh, so it might be, you never know. I mean, they could they could have Jimmy run
2: down to cost J and then turn heels, but then they can break up the Usos, that'd be a third tag team they could break up in one no, night!
0: No, no that's
2: <laughs> just... It would be like, you know that gif of Vince, whenever he sees Triss Stratus? That is the face <laughs> they'd be making of that.
0: <laughs> um, and finally Drew versus Randy the rubber match really um,
2: we have I think Randy's going to win this one and especially if we're looking down that card and the only other title that might swap is the women's tag this is the big one this is the one with a
1: question mark on it isn't it I think I think Randy might win I would say the same, but we seem to say that every time. This yeah, comes right. up. <laughs> let's let's
2: keep saying it, and then it means Drew still wins. So <laughs> oh, yeah. the more we say Drew's going to lose, the more he keeps winning. So I'm a hundred percent okay with saying he's going to lose.
1: Yeah, I no, would I rather. Don't. I think the story is right as well because Drew losing it in an ambulance match. I think I'd be completely fine with because it means that he's still not been pinned. He's already got a broken jaw. You know, easiest way to do it. Yeah, yeah, and then
0: re, then regain, and then match at WrestleMania with crowd next year. No good for
2: that. I thought, do
1: you think they'll do Drew versus Randy? Because I think Randy will do Edge. Edge. Ah, uh, that's what I think. Or Keith Lee might even take the title for Alton if they want to go that way because they've got the history now. But. Oh, that's, true.
0: that's true. Anyway, um, it's not a pay-per-view. I'm exceptionally going to go out of my way to watch. Uh, certainly, we we're not doing a Patreon pay-per-view party this week for this one because uh, I don't think anyone would be arsed. Anyway, but... Um, yeah, uh, we'll catch up on it next week. Boys, um, thanks as ever to uh, the weeds writer from Inside the Ropes. I like saying that to you, Gary. <laughs> Gary
1: Cassidy, and where can we get you, Gary? Cheers, yep. Yeah, you'll find my work on uh, itrwrestling.com, but I'll be sharing it all on Twitter anyway. So Wrestling Gary, and you can just see me um, being a self- shameless self-promoter like DDP anyway.
0: Absolutely. Uh, you know, you're the best promoter in the business at that stuff, Gary. <laughs> uh, Alex, did we bother even mentioning your Twitter?
1: That's it. it's, it's, what, it's let's
0: check problem. Alex's last Twitter update let's just see what he's put on Twitter recently I, I hope it's disqualified John If, if, you, if yeah, you want, probably, I wouldn't be surprised if you if, if, you, if, you, if you if you want to get Alex on Twitter you can do that at ThirstyBaboon um, and we'll just see what he's put up there recently check Mesh- my Twitter feed Meshman raccoon owner partial to the oh you're one of these people who's put a blinking wanky thing mesh man <laughs> jazz lover <laughs> I'm going to fucking put jazz lover on it now I'm going to immediately go into my twitter mesh man, raccoon owner partial to the colour burgundy at wrestling da oh no
1: burgundy, so he is yeah he
0: goes, uh, he goes he's put up a peti- petition this is my new calling in life what was that petition about that was yeah. Keith Lee changes music right okay that was the last thing that uh, Alex tweeted so yeah he's got 58 floors jump on board follow Alex that would be nice thanks very much
1: get him up to 60 by next week we yeah let's go, go for yet. 60
0: let's go for 60 <laughs> I mean, do you want me to
2: start posting stuff because we're going back to lockdown I think we should all just start twitching
1: I think you should be Twitter doing
0: one updates Alex you, sorry I mean, it can only grow from that you know you should be doing your total correspondence on the Japanese wrestling on your Twitter feed come That's on great. Get Alex to 60 at Thirsty Baboon. The campaign starts now. Right, okay. And uh, thank two you. More two, two more followers. Two more. Two um, more. Get Alex to 60. And um, thanks very much for listening to Wrestling Da. Thank you, boys. Until next time, keep marking out. Audio Frontier.